We have an Eat Your Frog Day. So that is a day where we have regular check-ins with our group to help our members along with something they've been procrastinating on or that is a high priority. You're listening to the High Road Leader Podcast. We believe all organizations, big and small, need more good leaders. Your host is Ron Rael, Leadership Spark Plug, helping you transform everyday influencers into quality leaders who always take the high road. Ron is usually irreverent, sometimes satirical, but always insightful and provocative. In the chaotic hubbub of business, how can you be better at finding focus? What does 100% commitment look like? These leadership traits are evident in my guest, Debbie Rosemont, CEO. This is why I invited her to talk with me. Debbie is a consummate professional who uses her experiences in systems and processes to help other professionals be more organized. Whenever she says yes to something, Debbie goes all in with style and grace. You can always count on her. As you will discover, this risk taker left the safety of the corporate world and found it simply placed. Debbie's driving force was to experience a full life, one where she had time for her family, personal pursuits, and her career. I've known this lifelong learner for a long time. She is charismatic, positive, and honest. All admirable traits for a high road leader. Let's get to know more about Debbie Rosemont. It is an honor to feature her on my show. Welcome to the High Road Leader Podcast, Debbie. Thank you. Tell us what you're doing now. What exactly is your role as CEO and the founder of Simply Placed? Well, I hold a role, like you said, both as CEO and founder, but also an operational role in the business because I love the client work we do and I haven't wanted to give up serving the clients myself. So I am a CEO and I lead the organization and manage our employees I also do business development and love talking about what we do with people that may have a problem we can solve. And then lastly, I am a consultant and trainer. So I work with busy professionals and help them implement organized systems and productive habits so that they can have more time. I've seen you in action and you work both with small groups and large groups when you do presentations. That's true. They're very effective. Thank you. The path of leadership is usually not a straight line. It's more of an adventure. What was your journey like? How did you end up being a leader or an influencer? Yeah, I think my journey started when I was in school, really. You know, I chose to take on some leadership roles through um, some student activities and through my youth group and really enjoyed the involvement I had with those organizations and clubs and that sort of thing, in part because I had the opportunity to lead and to influence decisions, to be a part of seeing a vision or goals come true for members or individuals in the organization. So I got a taste of that pretty early on. And, you know, when I think about my leadership path as an adult and through my career and my work experience, I got that early as well when I worked for Bank of America. When I started in my post-college work, I was started in an entry-level position in human resources because that's the area I wanted to be and everybody starts someplace. So I started as a recruiting coordinator and I, I think others must have seen some leadership capabilities in me early because I had a pretty fast 
track to a more responsibility and, uh, you know, quickly came to not only move from the support position, but into a lead recruiter and then a office you know, managing the, the team in the office. And ultimately, when I was still down in Southern California, I managed three employment offices for Bank of America. And, and that was at a young age. I was in my mid-20s. So I was managing some people who were twice my age, but I don't think it had anything to do with an age didn't really come into play. It was more the ability to, you know, be approachable and to, to share a vision and to lead towards that vision in a cooperative and collaborative way that I think helped me do that even at a young age. So that's really where it started was that, you know, youth experience and youth leadership experience and then early on in the corporate career. And then, of course, you know, like you said, it's not really a straight line. So I did continue to progress through that corporate career, but I came to a point where I wanted to step out of corporate America and lead in a different way. And so I started my own business, um, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and what was interesting about that too is I knew that I would love the work that I set out to do, the the organizing and the, the productivity consulting and training, but I didn't know if I would enjoy running a business. And I think that leadership aspect, you know, translated well from the corporate experience I had had into running a business because, you know, I, I came to hire employees and, you know, wanted to be a good leader for them. But also, I think we lead each of us within Simply Place. We lead our clients also to a vision and on a path to help them reach their goals and success. And, and so that's an aspect of leadership that, you know, we all use today. Do you notice uh, from your track record that once you make a decision to do something, whether it was at Bank America and also Simply Placed, that you go all in, you just give it your all. Is that true? Yeah, I would definitely say that's true. I think that, you know, as you mentioned, once I make a decision, you know, really a lack of decision is a decision also. It's a decision not to move forward. But once I make a decision to try something, I want to go all in because I think if I don't, I won't know if I could have been successful. So I feel like if I do something only halfway and then it doesn't feel successful, well, what if I had done it the whole way. And I tend to also be selective about the things that I choose and try and, you know, want to intentionally choose things that I'm either passionate about or feel strongly about. So that brings some extra energy to be able to go all in. I've noticed that you have been recognized for your leadership. You were the 2015 Nellie Cashman Business Owner Award nominee that year, which is an amazing honor. Thank you. Yeah, that was a neat honor. There was a pool of, I think, originally 14 qualified candidates, meaning somebody had nominated them. They completed the um, pretty robust application and an initial conversation or interview. And then from that, the pool was narrowed down to five finalists, of which I was extremely honored to have been one. I got to know the other candidates well. And, you know, when you talk about leaders, I, I felt surrounded by exceptional women and just honored to be recognized among them. That's very nice. What does Simply Placed do best? I think our magic power, so to speak, or our superpower really is about taking away the overwhelm that our clients 
feel. And that's something that, you know, we have and serve clients from diverse industries. And as you mentioned, you know, companies of diverse sizes. But the one thing that the individuals that we work with and the teams as well have in common when they call and inquire about how we can help them is that they're feeling overwhelmed. And that's usually overwhelmed by email, overwhelmed by demands on their time, overwhelmed by too much stuff or information. And I think we do a great job at first taking away the overwhelm and then offering very practical, easy to implement strategies and systems and habits that give people more time and energy and really attention for what matters most. So I say that's where we really shine. You do that very well. I saw the reviews that you have on LinkedIn. Oh, thank you. You get a lot of praises for that. Thank you. How do you define good leadership based on your experiences? I think that a good leader is someone who can both have and hold strong values and a clear vision and a path to get from where an individual or an organization is now to reach those goals or have that vision come to be. But with flexibility, with integrity, and with buy-in from those they're leading. Otherwise, if they don't have that, I think then it's more of a dictatorship. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, someone who really can set a vision, get others to buy in, or it's a jointly created vision, and then motivate and inspire and empower those to follow and or to lead themselves as well to the completion of that objective goal or vision. I know that you need information on how to lead better and yet don't have a lot of time to research tips and techniques. How do I know this? You could say I'm clairvoyant. To solve this problem, I've created a unique solution for you. 59 and a half seconds of leadership wisdom. Weekly, over 1,000 professionals who are students of leadership just like you receive powerful insights on how to lead better and train others to lead. As the name implies, you can read it in less than a minute. To subscribe, go to highroadinstitute.com and sign up. I want you to be and feel successful. So, if you have a leadership issue that you need help with, you can contact me directly at ron at highroadinstitute.com. Who knows? Your question could be featured on my next 59 and a half seconds. We will return to my conversation with Debbie Rosemont. I know that you work to develop your staff into leadership roles and help them to become leaders. And then you also work with leaders and help them to be better leaders by being organized. Mm -hmm. So what's working for you? What are some best practices that you have found work for you? Yeah, Ron, I'm I'm big on process and systems, and I think that we have systems in place for onboarding employees, for seeing that they get the adequate training that they need to lead their clients through a journey of organization and productivity so that they can reach their potential. And in doing so, we teach a, a process that our employees use with their clients to do the same. So it's really like I said before, it's setting a vision for, you know, what we want as an organization simply placed, but also the vision and helping set that vision with and for our clients for their potential or to reach their goals. And then understanding that um, we're, we are leading them on a path to get there. So, you know, the, the second part of your question is, 
We know that when we are more organized and manage our time well, we have more time for what matters most, which includes, and good leaders need to have time to be strategic, to be innovative, to be creative, to do, you know, deep thinking. And when they're not organized, they just don't have as much time. So we help people be able to find what they need when they need it and manage their time well so that they're not wasting time and then they have more time to lead. And whether that's leading as, you know, a sales professional, if their objective is to do business development or get new clients, they are, you know, can be a leading sales representative because they have more time to actually do the selling rather than the minutia that gets them bogged down. Or maybe they're leading by managing other people and taking them on a journey to a shared vision as well. Either way, when we work with them, we get to basically, you know, give them the gift of time by stripping away some of the waste and the things that take time. So in that way, we can help equip leaders with the focus and the energy and the attention they need to lead. That's a great best practice. Thank you. When you hear the phrase hybrid, what does that mean to you? Part of what I think it means is acting with integrity. And um, when I think about taking the high road, I think about, you know, anytime I might either want to lead or potentially be in conflict with someone or making a decision about what to do next on something, you know, I want to, and I like the sound of and the idea of taking the high road. So acting with integrity, doing the right thing, leading a path on a journey that might be simple, but maybe not easy. I think of those things as high road. Sounds great. I confess, I am disorganized. This is not because I dislike systems and processes. I tend to create chaos and complexity. Why buy one ebook when I can download seven? Did you know that for me, creating nine speech outlines is more fun than crafting one? I have a difficult time staying focused. As a leader, you will have flaws. I do. No leader is perfect. I'm not. To be effective in managing my team and my company, I need the help of an expert such as Debbie Rosemont. Admitting that I'm disorganized means that I am just like you, a work in process, a leader striving to become better. Like you, I can use a hand when I find myself struggling. As the person in charge of a project, a team, or even a company, there will always be high expectations on you, strict ones, important ones, To satisfy these, you must stay focused. Do you sometimes feel like you are draining a big lake with a small spoon? I discovered through the years that being more organized and managing my time well increases my ability to survive the overwhelm I often feel. Many of your tasks are time-driven, meaning that there's a deadline. And when you are done, a defined product to deliver. Leading is not time-sensitive because it lacks both of these. But if you neglect your leadership duties, you'll never become a high quality leader, a person whom people want to follow and emulate. This is why you must be organized, focused, and committed. One trait of a high road leader is the willingness to admit, I need help. I need you to help me in this area because that is not my strength. Do you often feel overwhelmed from all your leadership responsibilities? Do you have an organizational specialist on your team? One of my superpowers is my ability to see a connection between the job you wanted as a child and the job you have now. Let's see if I can do this with Debbie. 
Think about when you were a child. What job or what career did your child mind want to have? I was thinking about that the other day because I was talking to somebody else about what we thought we wanted to be when we grew up. I just had two kids graduate, one from high school, one from college. So thinking about starting a career and entering the workplace was top of mind. And what I remember most was, you know, the things that I played at when I was young as, oh gosh, wouldn't it be great to do this when I grew up? And the one that really comes to mind that I can remember the most is teaching. And so I would play as teacher and play school with my friends as a young child. And I think what attracted me to that, I think I still get to have elements of teaching in the work I do today, certainly, but it was the ability to help others learn and develop. And also, I think there's an organizational aspect to what I saw as, you know, the best teachers as being organized with all their school supplies and, and all of that. So it, it really combined some things I was interested in, but I love the teaching aspect of the, the job that I have now and what we get to do as a company, as well as the opportunity to teach and train and develop um, people within sim the Simply Placed organization. Can I assume you were probably the only child on the block that had one of the neatest, uh, most organized rooms? <laughs> That's probably a good assumption. You know, I grew up in a household where that's what was expected of me. So I have parents who both were organized and neat and tidy themselves and expected that of their kids. So we both worked hard and played hard growing up. But the play came after we had done any chores or responsibilities, and that certainly included cleaning up a room. And um, I just found it was easier to keep my room clean when things had a place and when things were organized. So, um, yes, that was definitely something that was a part of my childhood, too. That's a good philosophy for emerging leaders. Yeah. <laughs> when we are children, we usually have a vision for what we want to be, but we don't have a language for it. We don't have a context. Yours is very clear. You became the teacher. You became the organized child that took care of chores before play. And that turned into a business. I also think another part of the experience that you wanted was that you want people to feel good about what they're doing. In other words, in you and your team help, I don't want to say make organization fun, but make it so that it becomes routine. It's not that dreaded frog that they don't want to eat. It's something that just becomes part of who they are. Does that feel right? It does. Yeah. You know what? You asked about what are we really good at or what's, I, I use the term superpower. And again, it is making the strategies that we offer simple, practical, easy to implement, because I don't think this needs to be hard. And I, I think while I grew up learning organization from my parents and that was an expectation and it was modeled to me, not everybody does. And organization isn't necessarily taught in school. So we work with a number of people who wonder, is it too late for them? <laughs> Are they too far down the road of disorganization? And I always, always hold out hope in the belief that this and these are learned skills that we can learn to be organized and that it doesn't have to be hard. What I love doing is finding what works for each individual or team that we work with. We don't, you know, prescribe a single system or solution. We customize the offering so that we can find what's going to work for each individual or team. And when we do, and when they are committed to implementing these 
easy strategies, they get results. They have a simpler time with life and work and they get better at these things becoming habits so that they have more time for what matters most and you know can generate more revenue, can be of better service to their clients and ultimately just have an easier time with life. That goes way beyond teaching, Debbie. <laughs> Thank you. Let's close out my conversation with Debbie Rosemont. Where could people learn more about not only Simply Place, but also about you since you do uh, presentations and training? Yeah, we can be easily found on the web. So www.itssimplyplace.com, I-T-S-S-I-M-P-L-Y-P-L-A-C-E-D.com. Uh, we'll definitely give, you know, if people visit the website, they can learn about our services. They can go to the About tab and certainly learn more about me, about our team. We have a lot of great resources and content there through our blog posts. We post at least once a week. We do have a pretty robust newsletter letter that goes out. So on the contact us page, someone can, or a really a homepage also, I think there's a couple of opportunities to get on our mailing list and to receive periodic inspiration and ideas and tips on organization and productivity. So that's a great thing. If, if anybody's listening and wants to have those come to them, then the, the newsletter is a great resource. And then we're also pretty active in some different social media platforms. So we have our Simply Place page on Facebook. Facebook, on LinkedIn, both as a company, and then I'm Debbie Rosemont, you know, as an individual and can be found by looking there, Instagram, Twitter. So a variety of ways that people can find out more about us, follow us. And most importantly for me is please engage in conversation with us because we really like that. We love to talk about this stuff. What sort of ask would you like to have or, you know, promote about your business or yourself? Ron, I imagine that you have listeners that are not only local, but are all over the place. And so one thing that I think could be a good fit for a number of people that could be listening is our virtual It's About Time Productivity Program. So this is a monthly membership program. And each month, our members benefit from a theme. So each month has a theme. We have a themed webinar that is on the topic of workplace organization and productivity. And at at the conclusion of the webinar, we issue an organization or productivity challenge for focus for that month that our members engage in. And then two weeks after that, we get back on, and this is done through Zoom, we get back online together and we have an Ask the Organizer, which is an opportunity to really ask me any question related to that month's theme or not. We have an Eat Your Frog Day. So that is a day where we have regular check-ins with our group to help our our members along with something they've been procrastinating on or that is a high priority. And we have then handouts and resources and a community with accountability that brings like-minded people together. So people that really are interested in increasing organization and productivity so they have more time, we communicate and hold each other accountable through a closed Facebook group. So that is a neat offering that we're having a good time with, and I think members are both benefiting and having nice things to say about. So I would say that's an opportunity for somebody to engage no matter where they are, you know, whether they're a solopreneur or a very small business person, and maybe they're not in a company that's large enough to bring us in for a group training or um, engage in individual consulting in person. Sounds like fun, especially the eat the frog day. Yeah. 
I, yeah, it is fun. And we do, you know, we get results, but we do have some fun and try and smile and laugh and encourage each other in a lighthearted way along the way. Um, and the best place to learn more about that program is on our website under the business organization tab. If you hover over that, the bottom item in the drop down there is the It's About Time program. Thank you for making a difference, Debbie. You are a person of influence and the audience can now see that you are helping leaders to be more organized and effective. I appreciate the time that you spent with me and for the insights into who you are and what Simply Placed is all about. I appreciate you. Ron, thank you so much for the invitation to be a part of your podcast. And you know, you reminded me that we've known each other for 16 years now for the length that I've had Simply Placed. And it's an honor to know you and to be a part of your network and your community. I hope that you gained at least three fresh ideas that you could implement immediately. I did. This is what I gleaned from my conversation with Debbie Rosemont. Debbie's journey that led to founding and now running her company kicked off in her childhood. In each aspect of her life, from work to volunteering, she uses and shares her humanity, which benefits the group. Debbie's talents at organization and structure systems and processes pay dividends to her, to her employees, and to her clients. We can help equip leaders with the focus and the energy and the attention they need to lead. I love that Debbie goes all in. Here's what 100% commitment looks like. Once I make a decision, you know, really a lack of decision is a decision also. It's a decision not to move forward. But once I make a decision to try something, I want to go all in because I think if I don't, I won't know if I could have been successful. So I feel like if I do something only halfway and then it doesn't feel successful, well, what if I had done it the whole way? I commend and admire Debbie Rosemont's view of leadership. A good leader is someone who can both have and hold strong values and a clear vision and a path to get from where an individual or an organization is now to reach those goals or have that vision come to be. But with flexibility, with integrity, and with buy-in from those they're leading. It's time to say goodbye. Be sure to visit www.highroadinstitute.com. This is where you can find the podcast webpage to obtain a written version of the key lessons I just covered. You can review the show notes from today's interview and past podcasts. Please share this podcast with your team. Subscribe so that you never miss an episode and please leave comments. I appreciate you. This is why I want you to thrive on your path to leadership and have a successful career. Thank you for listening to the High Road Leader podcast. You can learn about Ron's leadership presentations and his book, The Reluctant Leader, at the High Road Institute's website. Until the next episode, may you lead with courage and intelligence and always take the high road.